Welcome everyone. I hope everyone is doing fantastic and alive and healthy. You know, this 2020, as many of, of us have come to realize, suck. <laughs> this year just just sucks. It is it is a year filled with all the worst case scenarios. And as the death toll rises in in America and the commander in chief stating it is what it is, we all have to deal with these loss of people in our life. And my family have received our first casualty of this pandemic. And I'm gonna try and do this podcast without crying. I've been crying off and on all day, but this is totally dedicated to my my cousin Larry, my amazing cousin Larry. He passed this morning of COVID, um, which I see now is, so it was like yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Um, oh my God, he loved him so Whitney Houston. <laughs> he loved, we had the Whitney Houston and Professor Mariah Carey debates all the time. And he died on Whitney Houston's birthday. I don't think he could have planned it any better. So, his parents, he went down to take care of his parents uh, who was also suffering from COVID-19 and you know, Larry's always been family first and I don't think that would be anything to change about him um, I'm just, I want to just speak on what Larry meant to me and you know the, the, the countless of times he came to my rescue, he truly was my hero um, so once again, I'm gay. <laughs> and if you're a part of the, the subculture of being gay, you know, sometimes you have gay parents who teach you and take you under their wing and, and show you the ropes to tell you what to do and what not to do, who to hang out with, who not to hang out with. And I didn't have gay parents, <laughs> you know, and not everybody will. Uh, I'm not really a joiner, so, um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. But I didn't need one because I had my cousin Larry. And sometimes I call him Miss Larry because he'll he's a Virgo and and he'll he'll snap on you. He had the best comebacks. And and when I first was young in two thousand and about two thousand six, and just starting to go out and you know and was going out with him and you know he was I just. I just followed him and he was, he just took care of me. And, um, you, you know, and, you know, I love dancing as I still do. And, you know, he, 
I'll be so happy to go to the club. And he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> you think you're the teabag or the teapot, don't you? And I'm just, and I'm like, I sure am. And, you know, and then he always picked at me and say, oh, here come Britney Spears. Talk about the way I dance. Uh, and, you know, he's more of a Louisiana Creole type guy. So uh, with chocolate skin, beautiful skin. And... Uh, and so he always liked to do the bounce music, which I, I couldn't bounce to save my life. So that was usually my time to go ahead and get and get a, a rest. And I mean, he was he was shake, as he would say, shake it low. Um, and man, we we had so much fun. Um, it's, you know, I was I I don't want to say I idolized him, but he really. He really, um, he really helped me become who I am. I, I wasn't even like I didn't have these quick comebacks. Uh, I didn't have the smart mouth that I known to have uh, if it wasn't for him, because he would throw so much shade and I was just defenseless. <laughs> and I just had to learn how to throw it back. And, you know, he, he was always more fashionable and, and, you know, things. He was older, of course. So, he, um, you know, he, he he would dress in the latest trends. I remember, my God, when he had that Vera Wang. I think she came. I think it was the first fragrance. I think it was called Princess or something. And my God, no one could touch the bottle. It was, like, highly revered. And, you know, we just, we, we were just too to peasant <laughs> not his word to touch it and uh, he, he, he was just that personality that over the top you know personality that you just got out of hate or love and many people just loved it loved it you know he was still you know Mr. Henry but with a flare. <laughs> oh my God, he. We would go out sun, sun, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday night. So the whole weekend, I would be at his house, and we would just be getting dressed in a heyday, uh, going out, and and you know he actually taught me to enjoy life because before him, I really wasn't enjoying life. I was. I took over my dad's company, and for four years, I literally had no life. It was just office. I had no friends. It was office, and and people I hung out with was pretty much on the payroll. So it wasn't like I had a life until hanging out with Larry and and getting out here, and you know, and he protected me. <laughs> I remember falling in love for my like my first time, and you know the guy looked like LL Cool J, and I'm sure if you ever heard this, he you knows exactly who he is. And I remember, um, I remember it didn't go too well. <laughs> I remember it went haywire when me and that guy uh, we decided to go out, and Ring the Alarm came out. We went to the club, and. Uh, he was at the bar buying this other person a drink, totally ignoring me because uh, of some things that happened earlier. And Ring the Alarm came on, and 
you know, you know, Beyonce, you know how convincing she is. She's like, ring the alarm. And I'm like, you know what? You're right, bitch. I'm going to ring this alarm. And so, but I didn't do anything just yet. I was just pissed. And, you know, and, and my friend at the time was there. And then, then he took the guy to the dance floor. Then I'm like, seriously, my stuff is at your house. We had spent the weekend together and you're just going to play me like this. And so I remember, and I would love to get the video footage of this. Uh, upgrade you came on and there they were just dancing on the dance floor and I just I just tapped him on his shoulder and I'm like oh so this what we're doing like and so the song came on upgrade you and so I just started dancing to it and this guy to my right I uh, just kind of grabbed him a little bit and we just danced together a little bit and then I don't know I was super bold I mean then then I grabbed another guy to my left dance with him a little bit and the song for the whole song it was just and then when the song was over I just walked off because it was just it was, I was just done you know <laughs> and I was in the car and I was upset and then uh, the guy called and he said meet him at the Valero gas station if you know anything about Houston you know which gas station it is uh, he's like don't be mad we're gonna go to the next place and so I, I went over there and he never showed up and I said okay fine so cool so I, I just told myself I'm just gonna go ahead I'm not gonna make a big scene I'm going to just wait for him at his apartment so I went I, I sat outside the door and my cousin was like like where you at chef <laughs> and I'm like I'm at uh so-and-so house I'm waiting for the comeback he said well why he's not there and I told him what happened he said oh no he said what is his number and um I said, don't worry about it. He said, no. He said, what is his number? So I gave Larry his number, and he said, I'll call you back. And so a couple of minutes later, Larry called and told me, he's he's on his way right now to uh, to to open the door. And, you know, and the guy did. And Larry just always been my hero and my protector. And, you know, when I was doing my worst, one of my worst years, I lost everything. My car, the, it was, I don't know, what order was it? Was it, it was the car, the job, the house. And, you know, I had to, like, move my things. And I couldn't get a U-Haul or anything. And Larry just showed up with a U-Haul. Now, he said he wasn't going to he wasn't gonna pick up too much. <laughs> well, he, he ended up picking up the couch and some other things that helped me out. <laughs> and he was always family first. Like, he's my first cousin. And no matter who or how long he knew someone or, 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 or whatever their friendship was, he always put his cousins first. And he'll let you know that he said, hey, th that's my blood. That's my, <laughs> that's my, my cousin. <laughs> Don't go, don't go against him, because <laughs> he will he will fight for us, and I am going to miss him so much. I'm going to miss him so much. Uh, we went to New Orleans one time. <laughs> it was uh, Bayou Classics. And I drove and everything like that. And uh, it was me, him, uh, Hilton, um, 
I can't think of the other guy name right now, but I, I see Brian. <laughs> Which Brian was cute, so cute at the time too. And I think like Lara's like, like don't touch him. <laughs> I was like, he's mine. Don't touch him. So, cause he always accused me of like stealing men, which I did not steal anyone's man. Um, but we had a really good time. He had a he had a motto for that weekend, 2006. Um, just use your imagination. What rhymes with six? And more likely, that was a goal to do it. So, unfortunately for him, that didn't happen. And. Uh, we partied as I did things that I can't believe I done. Um, totally, totally unsafe. <laughs> he fell down the stairs, this long staircase uh, at the club, which I wasn't there, but I was told about it. And I, at the time, I really wish I would have seen it to kind of knock him down a couple of notches with his little attitude. Um, but the crazy thing, we stayed out so late. Uh, everything was closed. like. We couldn't get any food. Like we finally found this one place, and we, me and him, we went into the bar, and um, I was waiting to order, and this uh, guy came out the restroom, and the guy was, you know, really short, uh, and so Larry being really drunk, he's like, "There's a midget, there's a midget," and I'm like, "What?" And and people start looking at everything, and then. One of the staff members said, I think y'all should go. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And I was like, that was like our meal. Like, there's no food out here. We're, there's nothing. And so he was so drunk, almost babyfied. And uh, we found this little, this little tavern and off in the cuts. And she said, all we have for love is lasagna. And I said, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> and I told Larry, don't you say a motherfucking thing. <laughs> We're gonna eat this lasagna. <laughs> and I still remember that lasagna and it was actually really good. And it was like a little, I don't know, six by four block of lasagna. And it was so good. And he was quiet. You should have seen him. he was eating it like it was, like it was the first and last meal of his life. And you know, all intents and purposes, it really was for that night. Uh, <laughs> he got a promotion. And so, like I said, we used to go out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Bartini's. Oh my God, loved it, still love it. So, so I have such nostalgic for it. And um, so he got a promotion, and he, that promotion took him out of Houston to Lake Charles. And. Of course, I, I was working in Beaumont, you know, doing my thing. And so I had so much energy back then. Oh, hell, I think I still can do it. But I drove from Beaumont to Lake Charles, which was about, about 40, uh, about a 45 minute drive, about 40 miles, I guess, something like that. You know, I, I drove really fast, so it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, so I would drove all the way across state lines to Louisiana to get him out of Lake Charles. And then from Lake Charles, driving back to Texas, all the way back through Beaumont and 80 miles <laughs> or so to Houston so we can party in Houston. And then driving back to Lake Charles uh, by, for Sunday. And we'll, we'll play like Danny Decane, uh first album 
and we both love some right now. We we'll put we'll put that on like repeat, and then show stopping, and we, you know all these these songs and uh, these memories, just 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 the soundtrack of of our youth, and um, you know he he used to call me hard headed. You know, he, he said, you're a hard-headed girl. I said, I know you like my brother more than me. It's fine, you know, <laughs> because, you know, they have more in common. Than, and and I guess, I mean, all intents and purposes, he's, he's right. I didn't do or act the way that they wanted me to act or he wanted me to act. I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't have to have myself on errors, I guess, or, you know, or be... I don't want to say pretentious, but I'm not rude. <laughs> you know, he could be he could be a little abrasive at times, but is uh, he would like if I was give him a personality of the Golden Girls, I would I would say he was definitely Sophia. Uh, <laughs> you know, smart mouth mama type, but he would give you an anything. If you if he had it to give, you know, he, I remember when I told him I was getting married, and he was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> girl." <laughs> I'm like, hey. he just like, mm, okay, he said, okay, <laughs> and he kind of gave me some some words of wisdom, and and our my now ex husband. He loved Larry more than me, of course. Um, and he would describe Larry as, oh, because he, he's, he's from Nigeria, okay? So uh, he had had an accent, which, to be quite honest, I still love and miss. And he'd be like, oh, he's so regal. Oh, he's like royalty. I'm like, what? He said, your cousin, he's so regal. Like, <laughs> I'm like, God, that is not even a word we use anymore. <laughs> uh, but he was accurate. The way Larry carried himself was, he was definitely a man first. But he also was proud to be a gay man. And he helped make me be proud of who I am as a black gay man. One of our last conversations, not the conversation before we was talking about him going back to to Beaumont to help his his parents, but I I was talking to him, I called him and you know, just see how things was with him. And uh and I said, Hey Larry, did you watch the Noah's Ark uh, Rona Chronicles? He said he said, Wait, Noah's Ark? I said, We got new Noah's Ark. He like no, I said, and I, I sent him the link. He said, "Oh yes," he said, "I'm gonna watch this tonight," and I'm so glad that Noah's Ark did did that, and they they still it's just they they set such a benchmark then, and it's almost like they re pushed they pushed the benchmark even further with the Rona Chronicles and you know Noah's Ark and Larry and and Ring the Alarm and 
Sierra Evolution and Danny became first albums. There's so many. They also tie in together for me in 2006, and I can't have one without the other. And Larry being there was my guide, as many other people guide was Noah's Ark, and. Not to say that wasn't my guide too, because that really was groundbreaking, pushing the envelope and show, show a reality that I still want to believe in today. But Larry just like the the live in interpretation of it. And it's so crazy because I recently met a guy who's want, wanting to move to Houston and I offered my place uh, to stay while he looked and I know you know during this time period this isn't like the thing to do but uh, I did it so I'm owning up to it and it was a really great experience and you know he was young and 20 and I was showing him Houston and then I I was showing him parts of Houston that my cousin showed me and you know and I just felt like I was like passing the the baton uh, in a way like it was passed to me and you know, I, I, I guess that's just how these things work. Um, I remember telling Larry, cause he, he smoked cigarettes and, uh, and I'm like, Larry, you gotta take better care of yourself. I'm like, I said, Larry, you're you're my hero. I need you to take better care of yourself. I need you here. (laughs) I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you. So I need you to take better care of yourself. (sighs) He knew what I meant. He knew. And... I just, I just know that I'm gonna really, really miss him. And I, I know we all experiencing our own loss and we're all mourning in so many different ways. And right now it's not even safe to mourn. Like, I don't know how this service is going to be um, I reached out to the friends that I knew that may not have would have heard through normal channels so they would be able to you know to be aware and you know I don't know if the funeral size will even allow them to be there and they would probably have to think of some way to to come up with it with some type of uh, visual for them uh, and they're so amazing. They want to do a memorial on his birthday because he would have turned 46 uh, on the 23rd. So that's that's what they're working on. And I got a lot of I I, I got messages, the responses to the messages I sent out today. And I got a couple calls, you know, checking on me. But I only got 
one hug from a stranger that I was met and was just talking to. And I'm, these days we're not even supposed to hug each other, <laughs> but the hug was so nice. And it's so needed. We can't even comfort each other the way we used to comfort each other. Some people, when they are depressed or they get bad news like this, they they go out. <laughs> they go out to the club and they have fun and they just f- try and forget about their problems. You can't do that that much these days. Some people, they, they have a lot of sex <laughs> just to once again forget about their pain. Don't really advise that these days. Some people drink a lot or smoke a lot to hide from the pain. I don't advise that either. <laughs> this is a this is a lung virus disease. And if your lungs are impaired or damaged or not strong enough to withstand this virus, then you're gonna die. So don't add any more chemical or toxins to your lungs. Like that's not a viable option. I don't know how to mourn. Period. I, I'm, I'm not the best at it. The last time I really had to mourn was for my dad. I got really fat. <laughs> I ate a lot of cake, a lot of hot tamale candy. And I don't want to do that this time. But I did get some cake today. I did get some cookies. And I did get some wine. And I heard a lot of Whitney Houston today. Only way I, I found healthy to mourn is crying. I lit a white candle and I Palo Santos my house because I felt his presence. May maybe here, and the reason I, I say that, and I'm like Sunday morning, the, the day that he passed, it was I don't know, it was like 3 a.m. or so, and I finally got got laid my head down, and my phone rang twice. It loud, it woke me up. It rang back to back, and I couldn't answer it. There was no like no screen to allow me to answer the call. And when I'm trying to see who was it, there's no phone log. I don't know. In a way, I feel that it was him letting me know or or finally calling me back because I tried to reach him Saturday. I think I sent him like a text Friday, like, like, hey ho, what you doing? Just something. Guys, we just we just gotta survive this year. A cure is around the corner. We obey the hug and comfort and be social, but for right now, we have to we have to fight to get 
normal back. And fighting is putting on those masks. Fighting is a social distancing. Fighting is washing your hands. We have to fight so we can see this next day. Cause we can't, we can't have another day like this. We just can't. However you decide to mourn, <laughs> I guess I, I say it like this, mourn responsibly. Because another day is coming as dark as this one is. So I'm going to let you guys go. I know this is a little longer than my past podcast, uh, but it's been a while since we spoke. And, you know, I appreciate you all listening in, you know, on my responses to the world and what's going on around me. It means a lot. And I'm really going to miss Larry. He was my friend, my hero, my my cousin, <laughs> the best gumbo maker you ever want to come across, the biggest heart, my shield, my sword sometimes, my biggest critic, my biggest supporter. I love him. Y'all be good to each other. Stay safe. Stay loved.